startup investing a game of skill or a game of chance game of chance and i found that uh, the best way to know a person is to try to find out their secrets i think i can smell money i i'm being honest for example if you look at what we are betting out in our um, in our company today um, the extra dollars that we are running the 100 million that you mentioned 60 70% of that is actually going into betting into this and as you know one of my skills was to smell money right and this is like really it's stinking so how do you manage for example uh, all of these opportunities that you are seeing outside right uh, and then basically house them as you know um in house kind of experiments and then run them does that distract you does that make you focused what does how do you make that happen for yourself given how much you manage at any point in time the the um, the number of experiments or business units that we try to incubate this is within the company is somewhere between the 10 to 15 number and that's a large number because this is what is in a 0 to 1 scale or less than 1 year old in terms of when having started up the there are some about in my opinion there are about five rules to actually make that happen the first thing that you should have is that you should have people who are not core to actually running your core business operations running these units okay there are ways to solve it and hence the second rule is that those people cannot be from outside your company so you cannot get a new guy to run a new business then there are two news you have to make one old so you can get a old guy from within the company to run a new business or you can get a, a old business guy meaning that guy has been exposed to this kind of a business but is new to the company obviously that doesn't exist because that fundamentally that thing is new right so the second thing is that that the person who is actually running these experiments has to be a graduate from your own ecosystem the third thing is that you have to be patient okay um but that patient has to be around a timeline in my opinion that timeline is always a quarter quarter post product launch or post service launch the fourth is you have to be ruthless because fundamentally if you are if you are starting something up you will get emotionally wedded to the idea of it continuing and hence you have to be ruthless after like we set we set a, a, a quarter for ourselves after that we just stop I mean I go to the point of saying that hey if if there are people who have to be let go I am happy to actually pay pay them out of my own pocket rather than from the company's coffers in case there is an emotional attachment involved so the fourth you have to be like really really ruthless and fifth and in my opinion that's the most is that the ideas of new innovation should not come from you because frankly most of my time is mostly spent in offices or in customer meetings I generally don't spend as much time on the ground or on the street as i used to let's say 5 years back or 10 years back or 15 years back the people who are on the street are the ones who have real knowledge you just have to make sure that you channelize them you understand them you infer them and then you create the opportunity then that's when the ideas will really fly so in my opinion we use these five to the fullest we used to have a much longer laundry list of what these you know incubations would be but i think we filtered down to these five that's that's very very interesting to hear um i also want to kind of touch upon a very related topic here right because when you do the kind of experiments that you do there are there will be a large number of failures which will also come out of this yeah yeah 80% fail but india mein itna zyada uh, there is stigma of failure 
एज वेल राइट कभी कभी योर मे बी योर स्टार प्लेयर टेक्स द फेलियर पर्सनली इट्स अ फेलियर एट एन ऑब्जेक्टिव बट हमारी टेंडेंसी है यू नो टू ऑफन टेक इट की आर आई एम अ फेलियर डू यू फेस दैट और हैव यू मैनेज टू काइंड ऑफ कोच योर टीम आउट ऑफ दैट हाउ हाउ डज दैट See, I don't fail, right? Those ten guys fail. Right. <laughs> so, so your question is, how do we manage that failure? That you know, there can be accomplished guys, a guy who's good, yeah. but he takes the uh, failure very personally. Right. But you know, the guy is good. He can get, he can go somewhere else, or he can be attached to a different part of a business and still succeed. Right. Uh, but people tend to have that spotlight effect. I think the notion that you will hear everywhere is that ki you should. I mean, one notion that you will hear everywhere is that you should be celebrating failures. That's bullshit. ऐसा नहीं होता फेलियर के बाद आप सेलिब्रेट कर ही नहीं सकते जो वो बोलता है वो झूठ बोल रहा है सो द नाउ टू डील विद फेलियर देर आर ओनली थ्री पॉसिबल वेज वन इज अ पर्सन रिट्रीट्स इनटू अ शेल ओके इफ ही इज रिट्रीटिंग इनटू अ शेल ही हैज नो प्लेस इन योर कंपनी यू शुड बी रूथलेस इनफ टू लेट हिम गो एटलीस्ट फॉर द बेनिफिट ऑफ हिम नॉट इफ नॉट फॉर योर सेल्फ राइट तो उसको लेट गो करो दूसरा बंदा क्या होता है वो एकदम बाउंस बैक करना चाहता है ही इज द गाय हु सेज दैट यू नो आई लर्न फेलियर आर द स्टेपिंग स्टोन टू सक्सेस Uh, I've learned my, uh, I've learned my uh, from my mistakes, and I'm going to correct it the next time out. That guy you need to back, because this guy will potentially run away and become an entrepreneur somewhere else. So you should, and I have a method of how to make it work. We'll come back to that in case you're interested. But that guy you need to really hold back, and that guy will always slip away from you because he knows that he had a failure at your place, right? right. And then there is a third guy. Then the third guy is basically who will say that, hey, you know what? I had one failure now let me meander the slack guy is down the bounce back is top and he says that I'll meander that guy also you have to throw away uh, frankly what is happening is because we are changing as a society that bounce back guy used to be like 5% probably today it's about 10% those guys are very rare um so you have to change the person in 10% of the time only uh, will the guy actually fit into your scheme of things the next time around and most of the time we may run away so you are left with a 95% attrition rate post failure which is fine so i'll come back to that part right uh, about retaining the guy who's failed but you want to keep him around mm-hmm. uh, how do you go about doing that when we graduate people i'm giving a real answer right yeah. so in my opinion every entrepreneur needs to have some kind of very basic skills one is sales two is uh, ability to think very practically and stuff like that right very basic skills it's a toolkit let's say आपको दस चीजें जाननी है तभी आप ऑन्टरप्रनर बनाओगे तो हम क्या करते हैं इन अ वेरी मैशियन वे वॉट वी डू इज वेन वी गिव इंटरनल ग्रेजुएट टू रन दीज एक्सपेरिमेंट्स वी मेक श्योर दैट इज नॉट पिकड अप ऑल दोज टेन स्किल्स इज प्रॉब्लम सिक्स ऑन टेन सेवन ऑन टेन तो फेल कर जाएगा हम बोलेंगे बाकी तो सीख के जा राइट इंटरनली वेन वी क्रिएट एन इंटरप्रनर और अ गाय हु इज एक्चुअली गोइंग टू रन एन एक्सपेरिमेंट विद इन द कंपनी वी मेक श्योर दैट ही इज नॉट फुली एन ऑन्टरप्रनर येट like he may not be exposed to capital raising he may not be exposed to team building he may not be exposed to technology building which my good friend vivek is very good at right so he may not be exposed to it and hence he does not have appreciation of it so hum wo do teen hamesha chupa ke apne paas rakhte hain taki jab wo bhage to hum bole ye to seekh ke chala jayega itna tune matlab you know in the hard colloquial way ab tune 3 saal marai ye teen to leke ja right how do you think about this you uh, in terms of यार ये बंदा आई हैव टू कीप हिम अराउंड क्योंकि नहीं तो ये कहीं और जाके ही इज गोना क्रिएट वेल्थ सो डू यू थिंक अबाउट इट फ्रॉम दैट पर्सपेक्टिव दैट आई वुड रादर हैव हिम नाउ आई डू नाउ आई डू बिकॉज़ व्हेन वी स्टार्टेड वी वर अ टीम ऑफ सिक्स कोफाउंडर्स माय सिक्स्थ कोफाउंडर यू फिर रिमेंबर दोस 15 गाइस दैट वी स्पोक अबाउट इन द बिगिनिंग 
So, um, the sixth co-founder was a guy by the name Srinath Ramakrishna. He was a classic entrepreneur, right? He was the sixth guy in the company. He was a classic entrepreneur, could do everything. I lost him after one and a half years. He created a company called Zetwork, right? So, uh, then I realized that one, one should not have all the skills within a company, right? Uh, they should have some, but not have others. And during the journey in the company, they should not learn everything. Because then you risk attrition. Ashish, you are laughing about this and you are a very, very optimistic person. Right. Uh, but as a, uh, as a host of, uh, uh, during this chat, right, I want to figure out that where was that chink in the armor? Were there times that you felt that your optimism was in your journey of building of business? That uh, your optimism was really, really tested to the core? Would love to hear 73 it. times, remember? <laughs> your optimism you put it out. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was 50-something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 50-ish. So, uh, no, no, very many times. I'll be honest with you. I think in the first three years or so, till we actually stumbled on debt as the real source of capital which can be used for building an enterprise, we are, we are highly leveraged today. We haven't raised too much capital, right? Um, and we understood how to be the darlings of debt. Okay? Um, I think we, we saw more dark, uh, dark days than... Uh, colored ones. What do you think that uh, most Indians don't understand about leverage and debt that they should? I think most people, uh, there is a class of, uh, I would say, um, old world Indians who actually think that debt is bad. There's a huge communities who think so. I, the bigger problem is that anybody who's been an MBA here would know that leverage actually creates value. Because it doesn't take your company away. The corporate finance ka pehla learning hota ki leverage low, as long as you can pay that, you're creating value for yourself because the company is not slipping away from you because the only other option is to actually take nivesh or equity, right? So, I think first of all to understand that debt is an instrument that can actually be taken and made into a real, you know, a USP for your success is something that most people miss out. You look at the biggest companies of India uh, today. Whether it is Reliance, whether it is Adani, whether it is Bajaj, they're all debt funded. They've not raised too much of equity. They've raised equity only when they get into hard times of not being able to pay the debt because they've raised too much debt. So first is this awareness that it creates a lot of value, that it can be a game changer. Not many of us actually think like that. Because we've grown through the 70s and the 80s and the 60s when actually taking debt used to be considered a social taboo. Right? That's the first. Second of all, you have to understand that to pay debt, you need cash flows. You can't be operating with losses or heavy capital investments and all that. The only way you can service a debt is by actually giving money back. You cannot give promises back. In equity, you can give promises back. You can make a great sales story. You can actually go ahead and, you know, uh, say sorry and people will tell you, hey, this guy is genuine. In debt, you tell sorry, you get bumped from behind. So, the reality is you have to make your model such that it has to have cash flows to pay. And not many people think like that. Right? So, so those are two very basic things. There, there are other things obviously, but... This is uh, a very good point on cash flows, right? Because uh, I think it was one of your podcasts with Avnish or somebody that I was seeing. Where, uh, where Avnish was saying that um, revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, cash flow is reality. Right. Yeah. So I think you guys are literally embodying his, uh, his suggestions at this point. No, no. I would have responded him to saying that ki the other two don't matter. <laughs> cash flow is uh, 
वैनिटी सैनिटी एंड रियलिटी तो आशीष आप डेट रेजिंग करते हो आप इक्विटी रेज करते हो यू रन एक्सपेरिमेंट्स विद इन योर कंपनी हाउ डू यू बैलेंस ऑल ऑफ दिस आई डोंट बैलेंस यू डोंट यू वेट हैव टू बैलेंस सी फ्रैंकली इफ यू आर ट्राइंग टू बैलेंस यू वुड एंड अप बैलेंसिंग आई जस्ट डू व्हाट इज द नीड ऑफ द आर whatever stairs up i mean see when you are in business how do you really operate because if you have 20 things to do you just attend to the most urgent or the most important most important is what you have at the back of your head most urgent is what you see in the front of your face right that's how i balance i am very poor in balancing it i'll reframe my question uh balancing in terms of your uh professional responsibilities with uh, with your personal ones and i'll and i'll put this here right so we had a lot of to and fro and trying to set up this conversation almost two months back and every now and then i'd be like ashish sunday ko kar lo na and he's like sorry sunday is daughter time yeah, so second half is daughter time okay, <laughs> okay. see so you got that planned out so you do balance no, no, uh, she forces me to balance <laughs> so my dot- daughter is 7 uh, she um, she has made it a point that after 4 pm on sundays i have to be at home taking her out somewhere so yeah. so did that happen like by uh, you know by default or did you kind of design that into your into your process? no i didn't actually you see what used to happen is first i mean people who are entrepreneurs here uh, will realize first 2 3 years you just can't balance i mean if you're balancing you're reducing your chances of success anyways right, right. so um my daughter is exactly the same age as her business so she was born Four days before we started the company, okay. So she was growing up, and so was the company. So the good, good part of uh, our building the company with my daughter was that uh, when the daughter really had her senses that you know Papa and Mama are not around. We have two companies. My wife led, leads one, I lead the other one. So um, by the time she was three, I think those some of those hard years had gone away. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was lucky that way. uh you were also lucky you speaking of your wife ruchi you were also very lucky that way yeah right absolutely. uh so you both now run a uh, unicorn right the most the nicest the thing which put a smile to my face when i was doing research for this right was uh, was this uh where which i found on money control it says hum do hamare do right which is because both ashish and his wife ruchi have a unicorn each right uh so yes please give it up for that Yeah, and two independent companies. Yes, two independent companies. So I'm going to ask you a very pointed question here again. Uh, what is the one thing that you love about working with your wife, and one thing which is a big challenge working with your spouse? I think the one thing that I love is the fact that we are. I mean, we are completely complementary. Whatever I'm good at, she is not so great at, and the reverse is also true. Whatever she is great at, I'm not so good at. so exactly complementary and because you know we we kind of you know swam through the same kind of academic and professional ecosystems we had a good understanding of the fact that we were complementary very very early into our lives so one is that and i think the fact that uh, the fact that it that stands against is the fact that you know um, see one unicorn is tough to tough to manage uh, especially if built in a short period of time two uh it's a lot complex so so work tends to uh, percolate to home um there is hardly a line between personal and professional lives everything kind of becomes professional so uh i mean to the extent that my when my daughter was 5 she knew um she knew a few jargons by herself i'll tell you the most popular jargon my my sister my daughter's bua bua's name is rosie okay and one of the key things that i always focus on is return on capital employed Rosie. which is rosi so actually 
my daughter calls her bua which is my sister as rosi bua <laughs> so she's picked up so much jargon i mean she talks about pat uh, give me a pat give me my income for the day i mean like whatever if i tell her that you know uh, she has to wait for me she'll ask me for a fees and, and stuff like that she's going to be a better investor than you for sure <laughs> You know uh, this is a very interesting conversation because you have uh, you have so much of your family which is actually tied into uh, into off yeah. business right um, and well, that is the only way you can do it if your family is not with you you can't you can't pull it out yeah and you still manage to it's together but it's it still has its own kind of you said that there are no lines but it's still balanced isn't it no see the way to think about it is that when you are wanting when you want to create something big fast and big and fast what you need to do is you need to increase your chances of success how do you do that hmm. there are very many things that you need to take care of okay which obviously does not add to your business but is important to do right like let's say uh, taking my daughter to extracurricular classes somebody has to do it if i have to start thinking about it then what happens it eats up into the time that i have to put into business so to put that structure together that somebody is taking care of it and if it can be let's say a grandmother or a grandfather it's much easier that way to put that entire structure into place is something that uh, one should always do i think even before we ruchi and i started we actually took about a year to think about how do we put a family structure together uh, so that we could actually focus our lives which involved us moving from bombay to delhi which involved me moving my parents who were for the last i think uh, 200 years in katak i we uprooted them and got them to delhi uh, which meant that we actually timed the kid in such a way that you know that she was as old as the business right so so we actually planned that Uh, and we did not plan what we would do in the business so i think planning that structure around you so that you could focus your energies on something is critical it's it's critical to any pursuit whether it's an academic pursuit or a professional pursuit or a sports pursuit uh, the structures around you are the ones that make you successful because it makes you focus and just do away with what is noise for your pursuit that is uh, that is so beautifully put you know uh, one of the things that while you were speaking right now which came to my mind was Uh, I'm a big fan of Nawal Ravi Khan, right? right? The founder of Angelist, and he had said somewhere that um, no amount of success in the professional realm can make up for failure in the personal life. Right. Founders need to remember that, right? right? And uh, you just embody that uh, all all the way through and through. So uh, we'll move there's on. There's no, there's no option otherwise. See, frankly, if you don't have a supporting structure. what's going to happen is that you will spend less and less time doing what you are intending to do and that reduces your chances of success right and entrepreneurship frankly is about increasing the odds of your success so the more you increase your odds the better your off you are balance of probability yep right now uh, we're going to move on to the next segment and then we'll go on to some audience questions keep this interesting right uh, we have a small pop quiz for you sure okay uh, we're going to start with the first one the first word that comes to mind when i say money more money okay next the first word when, uh, that comes to mind when i say fraud the first word that comes to fraud uh, uh, the guy should be put in jail okay fair enough next first word that comes to mind when i say fun work first word that comes to mind when i say personal brand that's the last thing that should be on your mind like i don't even apply for any awards i mean none of our co- people in the company we never apply for, we apply for company awards right. but never for individual awards personal brand is the worst according to me unless you are a b2c entrepreneur 
Then you need it. Uh, you don't Validation. need it, but it kind of helps you in the beginning years. I think in the later years, it starts hurting any interest. While we are on this, right? Because people look at those awards for validation, mm-hmm. but even if you are a little bit into the ecosystem or you know, are keep your eyes open, you know, most of those awards are kind of trade jury awards, very uh, you know biased awards and stuff like that. Right. Yes, but because we are a more of a status driven society, we always use that as an indicator of you know validating our uh, this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you tell your team about those awards and how to kind of not get validation from those things? No, I think I remember um, reading a quote from uh, from I think Salman Khan uh, sometime in the early 2000s, wherein he said, I mean, he's never as smart as as this quote. Uh, he said that people who actually create commercial success do not win any awards, right? And that has just really stayed with me. I I I tell people that the only thing that you should care about is money. Or, and if you have time, then care about fame within the organization. And the third is crave for power, but not for fame outside. Because that will spoil this equilibrium. I don't have this over there, but uh, power or money? Money. <laughs> I like, I like, I like how he's consistent with his answers, right? <laughs> Why is that? Money can buy power? No, uh, power will lead to money anyway, so... Okay, fair enough. So better go for it. Okay. All right. Next question. The first word that comes to mind when I say entrepreneurship. It's it's damn tough. Yeah. It takes a toll on you professionally, personally, emotionally, physically. Uh, I mean, I used to be a fairly good-looking young boy about five years back. You're still good-looking. Yeah, you have a George Clooney look now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it to like five years of entrepreneurship or seven years of entrepreneurship, whatever. It's significantly. Ages you. But you do it all over again, right? Oh, any day. Any day. I would do it earlier. I think I planned too much. I waited too much. I planned for two decades of asset build out. I would probably do it now with uh, half a decade of asset build out. I'd probably do it before 30. You did Okay. And you did at 35. I started at 35, yes. Next segment. Fill in the blanks. The best startup founder, in my opinion, is. Nikhil Kamat. Oh, that's a very good answer. Or Nikhil Kamat, whoever. Yeah. Next. The book that left the biggest mark on me as an entrepreneur is Good to Great. Good to Great. Good to Great. Yeah. Dash is my one skill without which I wouldn't have been as successful. I think sales. I sales. Yeah, I knew this one. <laughs> While we are on this topic of sales, right? Um, and a lot of people have written about this. Even uh, even Peter Thiel was the you know one of the first investors in Facebook. He said that uh, the best you know it's usually the the sales guys who are the heroes of any company right. we give them fancy names like right. management consultant and investment banker or ceo right. uh, but they are the main heart of the business right uh, and they have egos they have ambitions how do you hire for sales because you want to see that hunger but somewhere that is there is overconfidence i want to hear how you go about the process of actually hiring a sales guy so first of all, I don't take an experienced sales guy ever. All our sales guys are pretty much freshers or maybe one year into their professional journey. So that's number one. Second thing that I look for is deep hunger. You can see it when some people speak, they're like, you know, they would spring out of their seat a little bit, but they wouldn't really jump out. Uh, they would talk about not just what their dreams are, but they will couple it with saying that how they will get there. Right. So. So I think hunger and hustle or hunger and hard work combined together is something that you need to look for and they will give you many signals of if they are not. Right. Right. So that's the second thing we look for. Third thing that we look for is communication flair. Ki banda jo hai, matlab, sa, the maza kiya ho, sa story bana sakta ho, structure mein bole one, two, three. I mean, people can do it in very many ways, but you need to have some kind of a communication flair. Right. 
the fourth thing that i look for right now after having uh, you know some years of experience building that is good general knowledge according to me if you um, are poor in general knowledge you can't break the ice you can't engage in small talk and without that you can't do sales so so good general knowledge it could be about anything it, it could be about um, entrepreneurship it could be about the wine being kept there but you need to have good general knowledge and the wider your general knowledge the better it is the depth doesn't really matter right so that's the fourth thing we look for the fifth thing that we have we've and i've slowly realized painfully is humility uh, because as a sales guy what happens is you'll get a lot of rejections frankly i'm i've been a sales guy for like close to 15 to 18 years of my life i can tell you that 90% of what uh, was what was a lead never became a convert right. right so you have to have the humility persistence is a different word humility to say that okay it happens to everyone it ha- has happened to me in the past life hasn't changed let me move on it right. happens to the best of them right so humility i think uh, you just touched upon another very important point here um, which is that you know people are often kind of attaching themselves uh, to uh, just the outcome right and that's why we tend to take ourselves too seriously rather than actually attaching yourself to the effort of it all right and uh, it is something that it, you have to have humility to know that sometimes the odds weren't in your favor it wasn't you um, and and that is something that i think defines the best of us right we uh, move, move on to the next uh, question dash is your path to financial freedom money i'm going to i'm going to ask you a different answer in this one okay dash is your path knowledge okay This is the last one. India will be a dash trillion dollar economy by 2030. I think they're saying uh, we are probably a three trillion economy, and they're saying that we'll get to about ten. Uh, is what I remember. Um, the way to think about is, I think we will grow at the rate of about ten percent, uh, especially with all the geopolitical things about. And if you are growing at the rate of ten percent, then uh, in about eight years you double. Uh, okay, so that so makes it, it happen, six, yeah. six and a half. It won't be by. Uh, 10 trillion can't be by 2030 because that will be 14% right so correct that that's 14 to 15% so it will be about 6 6 and a half trillion okay ashish i have one final question to close uh, today's very insightful conversation um uh, you the person who's uh, you know achieved most of his moonshots at this point no not at all starting yeah. off so that was my next question the closing question what is that next big thing from ashish mohapatra that we should all watch out for so i'll tell you i have a very simple goal about this I think the way I think about this is add a zero to whatever you're doing, right? Maybe at a larger scale, okay? You could do it in more number of years. So if you are today hundred million of pad, the goal is to make it a billion. If it's a billion of pad, you make it ten billion. So it's very simple. Just add a zero. India invented the zero any which ways, right? Now. put a time frame that may be uh, unthinkable like for example if you say today that to move from 100 million of pat to a billion dollars of pat we want to do it in 3 years it sounds unbelievable but yeah that's our aim right so it's very basic just add a zero whether it's to your bank balance whether it's to your revenue number whether it's to your pat number whether it's to your net worth in in total just add a zero a zero is very very powerful fair enough i'm still going to hold your feet to the fire what is that is it is it 1 billion dollars in pat Because then I'll have you here again when you when you actually achieve that number. I would say one. 
I would say first would be $200 million of free cash flow. Because PAT also is misleading because your PAT could be locked into, Correct. you know, um, assets that you have built out. It should be real cash flow. A business is really good if it throws out cash flow. Reliance throws out a lot of cash flow, Correct. right? Amazon throws out a lot of cash flow. Facebook throws out a lot of cash flow. So, yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. I, I know that I said that the previous question would be lost. Uh, this is genuinely the last. Will the common people have the, uh, the janta here? Will they have a chance to invest in off business as a public entity in the near future? Uh, uh, frankly, we have a lot of uh, HNIs who are uh, invested in us. Just looking at you, I can tell you that a lot of you guys are HNIs. So, um, um, yeah, uh, in about a year. In about a year? Yeah, we are readying ourselves. I think we'll be ready after uh, six to seven months. So May is the general elections. We'll be ready by June and then we'll time the market. Awesome. We will all be looking forward to that, Ashish. Everybody, please give it up for the man of the hour, Mr. Ashish Mopatra. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Three things we learned from our conversation with Ashish. Number one, money does not buy happiness. It does buy motivation and an insatiable appetite for growth. Productivity and generating value for your company, your family, your society. That buys you happiness. Money just helps you keep the score. Number two, no amount of success in the professional realm can make up for failure in your personal life. Balance while building your company is very, very hard, especially in the early days. You only find balance when you understand the importance of wide-ranging personal and professional priorities. Number three, entrepreneurship is the hardest thing you will ever do. It will hurt, it will bring you to the brink more than once, and it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea. But despite the pain and rejection and sacrifices, most founders would do it all over again. Because there is no high better than discovering what we are truly capable of. Thank you for watching. And if you have any suggestions for whom we should bring on next, please let us know in comments. Also, don't forget to like, share and subscribe.